Welcome back to Tales of Two Bros. I am Angel. I'm Adon. And this will be our marvelous review of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Is it worth the watch or a waste of time? (laughs) If you're interested in finding ways to save money beyond gas, groceries, or at certain restaurants, please check out the description below. It's not a sponsor, but again, our way of saying thanks of checking us out. And hey, everyone can need a help here and there, right? Spoilers. Shiohawk Attorney at Law is currently streaming on Disney+. Plus. It's safe bet to say it's going to be an ongoing series. There's nine episodes that just played, or nine episodes for the first season. I'll say it off the bat right now. Kimberly cannot get into it. It's not for everybody. I will 100% stand by that. Um, It's not. So, But please, share your thoughts before I rip into with mine. I know you're going to rip into it. but uh, So here's the funny thing about it. It's like, uh, A, number one, I don't know if they're going to do a season two. There's no need that I got from there being a season two. And at this moment in time, uh, Mm -hmm. when we're recording it, I don't believe there is any news about there being a season two. Um, So it may be a one and done season. Um, That being said, for me, I actually did enjoy it. I was a big fan of Sensational She-Hulk, those comics that were uh, back in the day. Not the original Savage She-Hulk or the original She-Hulk where they first introduced her. It was the one Mm -hmm. where they really stylized her. She looked more like a supermodel. She was doing her attorney law stuff, but it was like the first real meta version of She-Hulk. Before Daredevil, I mean, before Deadpool, where they really got meta, she'll break through the fourth wall all the time, do a lot of changes. Uh, they'll, they'll change the story and the story as they're doing it. Before you, know, you continue, she broke the fourth wall before Deadpool? She did, yes. Okay. So it, it's not, it, Deadpool got that from she Um Okay. So it, it's, a, it's a thing that's there. I know that's going to be a lot of people who weren't familiar with her character in that origin. They're going to be like comparing her to Deadpool for breaking that fourth wall and be like oh you're just copying it's the other way around uh he just did it with a lot more cussing speaking of that the cussing part so i know on our review of werewolf by night we were having debate like who cursed first and what have you and we had a debate like i know you watched you found it out she she huh you found out who cussed first well no i didn't find out who cussed first but in the first episode of she hawk attorney of law there was a lot it just said listen this is not going to be your regular Disney type of show. They gave the finger. They were were vocal a couple of times, not as violent as Werewolf by Night. And I believe again there was other I think Moon Knight or another show did curse prior, but it was just like one. Here they did it multiple times. Oh yeah. And I think they're getting comfortable and I guess they're getting prepared since Deadpool is now part of the MCU and their third film coming up. Well, Disney said they're not going to deter or change what Deadpool has done for one and two in the first two films. And now they have, I guess, the Legends or whatever you want to call it, when they have Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. They have all the X-Men films on their streaming platform. So I guess they're being a little more open-minded. I want to say they're being a little bit more conscious and like flexible. I guess, depending on the Flex- content. Flexible is a better way to describe it, but go on. For me, I enjoyed it. But I enjoyed it watching it with the full-on thought process of, 
oh yeah, this is gonna be torn to shreds by a lot of people. This is a show that me as a niche fan enjoys wholeheartedly knowing 98% of the people that are out there are not going to probably enjoy the show. You're right. There are some good moments. Some of the best moments are because of the guest characters they have. Uh, like when they introduce right. Wong and uh, Madison. Uh, Madison. Uh, is it Madison or uh, the, the, the chick in the episode where Wong goes to court? Oh, uh, the party girl. <laughs> I thought you I thought you you forgot it was Murdoch, but never mind. Oh uh, uh, no, they did have Matt Murdoch, which you know right. we'll talk about I'm sure you have some comments about that and we'll talk about that. Uh Abomination, uh so forth like mm -hmm. that. I would say like The Wrecking Crew. The Wrecking Crew, which was hilarious. Uh, like the Wrecking I, Crew is a serious uh group, but also comical in their own right. Like in the comics. They get poked at a lot. Here's my thing where like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they brought in a character from the Wrecking Crew that can transform when he touches an object. He turns uh, a tree. He turns like a, yeah. And they had that. Well, they didn't have it here, but he was part of the Wrecking Crew. And this Wrecking Crew was a little different. True. I don't know what kind of technology they had or they used. I wasn't sure. I think, if it's I think from they the mentioned scene. it in the, in the scene where they were in the circle, where they were all talking about like their Right, I just and I can't remember. It's like uh he's like oh, yeah, I got the, like this alien ass guardian, not crowbar kind of thing. He doesn't even know it himself, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. they, but now they confirm they have vampires. <laughs> right, he kind of remind me of that character we mentioned before from the Venture Brothers, in a way. Yes, the Black you know. <laughs> Yeah. So I mean, but, it, as a comical series, I was I would say it's it's better as a comical series. That's it. Could it, yeah, you could have to look it lose some episodes? Yes, they, oh, this definitely. is one of the few times I'm going to say bring it down to six. I was at you know like at first mm -hmm. I was like happy for nine. Now bring it down to six. A little bit more. So here we go. What was your favorite moment or, or episode? Honestly, I think the Daredevil episode was probably my favorite episode um, eight. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, like and nine. I guess episode eight and nine because he's in both of them. True, nine was actually really good too for uh, all the same reasons why I like the show. Um, I enjoyed, I actually enjoyed episode one because it was like arguably the fastest origin story I've seen to date for any Marvel character that they've done. Even though they got it wrong, but okay. They, they just updated it currently. It's well, pretty I mean, close. From what I remember is okay. that she was dying and she needed like a blood transfusion in the comic books. I don't know exactly what, I can't remember if it was cancer or something. And oh, it was a car accident. Her, it was a car accident. Yeah, caught, um, and, but it was uh, by a mob hit uh, that didn't quite go. Okay. And Bruce well, did transfuse blood, yeah. I think he believed that his gamma blood would save her, and it did, and it gave her the abilities, and she was able to have better control than he did. That's from what I remember. And from here, where they both had the accident, and this a whole scene, it did remind me, and they, they went to it, or they acknowledged it, in episode nine, where she's in the car accident, she's trying to move the car and and things like that. And the whole nineteen seventies look of it from the right. Opening. But the thing is, the nineteen eighties show with Bill Bixby and Lou Ferrigno, there is an episode where Bruce is having a dream or, or something like that. No, no, not having a dream. He has a thing where he's in love and they crash. It's not raining. It's not like that. But he can't flip the car over to save his wife and is um, like you know adrenaline rush where there's a talk. 
where this woman was able to do it to save her son. She did not hulk out, but the adrenaline was able to get her to push. That's one of the, those episodes back in the day. I saw what they did here on this with this updated version, and I kind of was like, all right, I respect that. I can see what they're doing. But And the, it was kind of comical in that way, in this the whole episode, not the whole the, the rescuing, but that first episode set the pace. It let us know what we're, going, what we're about to expect. But it felt to me like overkill on some aspects. Yeah. And there are some parts which is cringy, like with her and Mega 3000 or Stallion, whatever her name is. I mean, I don't listen to her music anyway. So that girl, I was like, that, oh, the, the uh, one story. Titania. No, no, Mega 3000, whatever, Stallion, Mega T, T whatever freaking oh, name. Oh, Megan the, um, Megan the Stallion? Uh, yeah, whatever. That, I yeah, think her. she played herself. I know that. But it was just cringy when you're doing the dancing, the twerking scene. It was like it was like uncalled for. It was also nice in a way. In the first few episodes, they'll have a end credit scene, not needed. I thought you know, like you would think it would move the story along. It didn't. And for me, like my favorite episode was or two. Actually, it was episode eight and episode nine, only because Matt Murdock, Daredevil, showed up. I don't care. It was yellow and red. That's paying homage to his original costume. Grant, he can't see it. He doesn't know what he's wearing. But uh, you know, it's, it's the guy, uh, Luke, Lucas, the designer, uh, which I love. He's great. I, he was from um, the flight attendant on HBO Max. I like him. He was. He did a great job. And I liked in episode nine where they paid homage when she's having a. You know, it's not she thinks she's dreaming, but they play the whole sequence of the 1980s Hulk with Bill Bixby and Lou Ferrigno. Where she's testing herself with a gamma ray, she's trying to change a tire and hulks out and then tosses it. That I liked. And then where the, you know, you don't want me angry, you won't like me if I'm angry. That part, that was thinking, when am I gonna see this? Because I saw this in the trailer. When am I gonna see this? But those were the only two episodes I really enjoyed. Everything else was like, let's get it on. Where's where's the threat? Where's the story? What's happening here? I think that's why. I, Kimberly, she was getting bored of. She she didn't know what was happening. What is the real story here? I mean, this is different where you have a female heroine. We had this in Ms. Marvel. But that story with her getting her powers and her finding her place felt faster. It felt smoother. Here, it just seemed like it just prolonged and prolonged and prolonged. I was hoping to see Daredevil go at it on the thugs. It felt like they were about to do that. And like a reprise, his scene in the hallway when he in the in the original Netflix version, yeah. where it's like nonstop, uncut, and then She Hulk just crashes the party and ends it right there, which was okay, all right, fine. It just felt to me as a whole, they try too hard. They try to emulate what was happening in the books and Ferris Bueller. And she was doing more of the Ferris Bueller part. What do you think? Do, do you agree or not agree? It's definitely more of uh, the Ferris Bueller. This show is definitely not supposed to be taken seriously. Set aside the small fight scene between her and Hulk in episode one, which is Mm -hmm. arguably that's not even a fight. It's like a spat more than a fight scene. Still cool. Yeah, no, it's still cool. The only real fight scene was uh, around episode eight. Uh, Episode nine barely was even a fight scene. It was just, it was dialogue. It was, it was. It's a, ah. it's a court comedy show. That's what it is. Um, I mean, it's, it's comedy centered around an attorney character. That's all it is. Well, yeah, and then it, you have the fight with her and uh, Titania. 
at the wedding. I mean, there were some small, like, I mean, yeah, there's small, like, the fights between her and the demon characters when they had walked to a episode, which is also one of the funny. That was one of the funniest episodes for me too. It just felt like over the place. Like you said, I would I would have been fine with six episodes too, if yeah. they just got to the point. If they made it less and got, I mean, the ending didn't make any sense with bringing the sun in. Well, I, I felt like Kevin, I was like, Kevin that said was that. fan service. What? Because when remember when in episode nine, the Hulk smashes through, right? She's like, hold on, who mm-hmm. shows this? And she goes, whoa, 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 whoa. She uh, goes in uh, uh, to speak with Kevin, who is like, mm-hmm. uh, I forget what's the acronym, but it's a, basically an AI. Knowledge, knowledge, something. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And Kevin, uh, she goes, well, like, that makes no sense. Having my, like, my cousin Bruce come in through the ceiling out of nowhere. Da, 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 da. No, like, out of space. She knew, broke- he, she knew he was away. How did she know he was away? It's a meta show. She, she 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 knew things that were happening I know. beforehand. I know. And then, um, right. but <laughs> Kevin right. Kevin lets it slip. But how are we supposed to? Introduce? She's like, ah, it makes no sense. No, I know, but it, like, was it needed? You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just there. Is like, he even he, he did the character that Scar from Sakar. I was like, really? I mean, from, from my opinion, I think that name is stupid to begin with. His name is Scar from Sakar. I mean, that that's- really original. No, that's how it was in the comics. That's where Scar was born. I know. Like, <laughs> I didn't like it in the comics. I don't like it here. I mean, it's like, and I mean. I mean, Hulk did have some other kids. He's just the most popular. Yeah, right. Of course, I know. And they, and it's going to lead to a movie or something. But was, to me, I think it would just been nice to have that introduction somewhere else. Just like how we see him fly off, right? He, he goes away at the uh, Avengers. And we don't see him again until Thor Ragnarok. So you were okay with that, that scene be- where he was like on the ship flying away and she's like calling him uh, to talk about. Right. Um, we don't need to know. Right. I don't think we need to know why in the same series anyway, or season to me, I just, I would have been fine. Like he just goes yeah. away again. No, I can, I can, no, we, I can another, agree with that. I mean, I love Tim Roth. Tim Roth was awesome. Madison was annoying but funny. Uh, yes. That magician. I mean, I like that more. I like more of the his um, hype man. I call him Morgan. I call him the uh, knockoff Morgan Freeman. Is that for some reason I got the hype guy who reminds me of Morgan Freeman? Yes, you're right. Wongers. No, I think there were Wongers. Uh, Madison, I'll oh, call it Wongers. Like I'm waiting for that. I'm now want to hear just... Wongers in the theater, like. Watching and just hear Wongers and like, and then she just or, dropped. No, it would have been nice that if she, when Wong came back to get um, Abomination, and then you'll hear hear that Wongers is about to start, or that she shows up like, "Oh hi, Wongers, who's this?" It would have been nice to like bring her back. True. Yeah, she was annoying, but there's like, kind of grew on you real quick. She did the dynamic of her like spoiling. Uh, um, uh, Sopranos for him was hilarious right. to me. Uh, I was also intrigued about like what of is course. going on, what is going on with Abomination and Seven Wives. Like they introduced that and they're like it's just, just a weird thing, and they never touch on it. Well, it actually, <laughs> I think it was eight. Eight but, wives? No, was it seven? Or, no, I think that was I think that was Mister Immortal. He had eight. No, he says like oh he goes uh, Abomination goes like eight. seven soulmates. <laughs> right, had, Immortal. Uh, had the wives. He had eight. Well, uh, seven wives and one husband. That's exactly. They, they they brought them in, and they didn't they didn't 
like it would have made sense if they were at the retreat with him helping taking care of the land or yeah. whatever the facilities like you know they're more like they, they became maids so like that no they was just eh. another thing is like yeah the cgi was horrible hawk looked fine he didn't look fake i mean i guess is that we're used to seeing him but the way he moved and compared to her like when she walked she looked like a fake person the mannerism was like granted you there was another person playing she hulk he actually had a person standing there and then they, she they guess they cgi'd the actor the, rig, the regular actress into that which i find it wait so they didn't use the like the mocap like they did with the with the hulk not with like mark ruffalo or josh brolin or josh brolin will be talking and then to represent the height mm-hmm. They had like a they had like a head sticking up. So even though he'll talk and they're like same height or same pretty much eye level, the head of Thanos will be up higher. So they'll be playing to the head to that picture, whatever it was, to represent the height and scale of the character. Where they here they had an actual person. I see. They had an onset She Hulk. And so that but to me, like this is that's is where I had problems. The way she walked, it looked like a CGI character walking. It was like very like it wasn't smooth. It was very, very jolty. Okay, so the mannerisms wasn't the same. Like in transition. Well, yeah. When he, when she, she hawk and she's walking, and take it took me out. Okay. So I couldn't. Uh, but like with when the hawk, I guess they put more money into him, and it looked more realistic. Even Abomination looked better. I don't know. It just, it just, it, just took, it took, it took Kimberly off too. She was like, oh, she looks terrible. I was, I was like, yeah. I agree. And I just, like I said before, like the whole too much breaking of the wall, of the fourth wall, they had good moments. Obviously, every show has a good moment here and there. But overall, for me, I'm going to call it right now, it's not worth the watch. Well, I guess it's worth the watch one time. You have to see it. I would say. You don't have to see it. I would say if you're a fan of like, if you know She-Hulk, if you're a fan of She-Hulk from the comics, I don't mean like. Uh, like only in the like as her guest appearances in Avengers. I mean, you follow mm-hmm. her comics, and you followed her series like when she's in court and her trial uh, issues. Sensational She-Hulk, and even the new She-Hulks that they do, where they focus on her being the attorney. Mm-hmm. You'll probably like to show more, focusing on it as a attorney comedy series, not an action. To me, it wasn't a comedy attorney thing. It wasn't like Alec McBeal. Or some other uh, shows that, are, that go to that genre. Because it was all over the place and it says, okay, she's a lawyer here, blah, blah, blah. And then now she's going to a wedding where her friends are, or her, the bride to be, don't wanna be stand up. It's like, regardless of who she is, they're still gonna disrespect her. Maybe that's the, that's the purpose of the show and they were trying to do is like, regardless of who she is or who, what she became, people are still gonna see her as this, someone they can take advantage of. I mean, they no, they did touch on that. Like they talked about, like mm-hmm. even like uh, that episode eight. Uh, no, is it eight? No, uh, nine. No, episode nine, where Intelligentsia is there, and they're talking about like, well, why she got to be a She-Hulk? Well, like, why can't uh, why can't Hulk be He-Hulk? Or da 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 da. And, and they're literally talking about, mm-hmm. and now we got Lady Thor and all this, and they're talking. That's literal conversations that were happening, not even mm-hmm. ten years ago. That was like. Pretty recent, so it takes place right after Love and Thunder. Exactly, we can we can conclude that talking about Lady Thor. That top kind of topic has been going on 
for quite a while. They just brought it up to the forefront to make it fitting, I guess, for this. And that, like, it was cliche that the person that's been after her is the one of the main enemies or villains. They did touch on that. Like, like how cliche is it the, the main villain is someone that's been stalking her? But also, as, as right. about like her blood thing, and he's like, and then they they reference like that's kind of like the like the new um, super soldier serum. I was like, and they start going into that. But that was already established with the first, not the first Hulk, but the one with Ed Norton. That they all brought that in, and where they trying to represent uh, replicate the super soldier serum, which made Captain America and Captain America. And then they go into it later on, more explaining like. That's how the Iron Man suit became, even though it was not necessarily how it formulated, but it made it look like yeah. they tried to find the next super soldier. They couldn't do it with the with science in the sense of yeah, but that's drug. the whole that's the whole purpose of a cliche. It's like something that's already pre uh, existing that's already been touched on. We're just rehashing that. But what I'm saying is like, why do that? Why waste that time? Why waste all, like the whole ninth episode or majority of the ninth episode in that? Why not just make it something else? Like, why do all that when you could have just done it where they ended up doing anyway? Cut all that out. It could have been the lawyer, her boss. It could have been maybe her best friend. It could have something like that where it's just like... At the same time, like, one could argue that the fact that the whole meta-breaking thing to just change the ending to what would have been a cliche ending to Marvel, big fight, climax fight, and no, the it, but, no, it was to, the change-up. I didn't have to have a big fight. I wasn't asking for that. But I was just saying, like, you're wasting time where she's, again, breaking the wall, going to the studios. Because we've seen that with others where they broke the one characters who were not breaking the fourth wall, but then they... They did on a certain episode where they talked to the cast or the or the actors. Uh, playing you're, these characters. You're, you're talking it's about happened. WandaVision. Not just WandaVision, but I'm talking about other shows. They've done it. I can't remember the top of my head right now in the sense of that, but they've we have seen it before. They're like kind of also like a Wizard of Oz kind of thing where Kevin is the grand wizard, whatever you is not the person, is is a machine behind it. Uh, it's don't pay like, attention to the man behind the curtain. Correct. And it was in reverse because it's not a man this time. It's actually a machine. It's not a person pushing the buttons. It's actually AI. I just know that if Kim saw that, she would have been like, what the f-? That's all I know. I know some people like this. Some people don't. I am one of those who are not in favor of this. I just wish they did it. I appreciate what they were trying to do, but I think they messed up. And I um, saw on social media, like, what people like now, granted, yes, people are gonna like what they like. True, I respect that, but I think they're wrong. Um, because some people thought this was better than Moon Knight, better oh. than Ms. Marvel, better than Loki. This did more for the MCU than Moon Knight and Ms. Marvel. I was like, no, it did not. It, those, Maybe in one little statements, I will have to agree with you that they don't make sense. You think it's worth the watch. If you're a fan of the comic and uh, of the character in the comic. No, 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 no don't, worry about, don't worry about that. I'm talking about the, for you personally. Is this multiple watch for you? Multiple watch? I would say one and done. Unless there's like uh, like a particular like thing in there. Because there was a lot of deep cuts. There's definitely deep cuts. There's like, again, there's other sites, other channels, podcasts that will, will go over the Easter eggs. because there are plenty it's worth the watch 
but when and done, in my opinion. That's fair. Okay, so now how about this? Less rank of the MCU shows. So let's go over the so far what they have done. They have done, and correct me or fill in if I ever leave anything out. And, and, and only MCU because there's other ones on Hulu. Yeah. That, okay, so um, uh, Marvel Studio shows. Got a list. Mm-hmm. Fancy. WandaVision. Falcon Winter mm-hmm. Soldier, Loki, yes. What If, Hawkeye, Moon Knights, okay. Ms. Marvel, mm-hmm. She-Hulk, yes. Law. Yeah, that's it for Phase 4. We haven't gone into Phase 5 of their shows yet. So Okay, so, so right now there's eight shows of the MCU. Yep. Okay, let's rank them. You go first. Shit. Okay, so uh, I'm going to say Loki for sure, number one. Hawkeye is going to be, I'm going to say, is number two. Ms. Marvel, number three spot over Moon Knight. Moon Knight is going to be number four for me. What If is going to be number five. And I feel kind of bad putting it for number five, but it has to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. Falcon Winter Soldier will go number six. She-Hulk will go seven. And uh, WandaVision, eight. For me, Loki, I can watch that multiple times. What If? I've watched it multiple times. What if is my second because I can watch that multiple times. I like the direction they went. It was fresh. It was the first as a show animated series that they did that still ties in for the MCU. Hawkeye is third for me because I definitely love what they did with that. Moon Knight ahead of Ms. Marvel, Falcon and Winter Soldier, She Hawk and WandaVision. But the WandaVision and She Hawk, I can flip because even though WandaVision, I do not like. It was concise. It was steady. So you could follow it. You could see it. They, they didn't jump all over here and there. It was. It may have felt like that, but it was still steady. Like, you know, going to the black and whites, to the color, to the modern day shows in the sense of what Wanda is going through emotionally and mentally. Yeah, or She-Hawk was just like going all over the place. And it, again, it didn't feel like it was just staying steady. Like I said, I appreciate the effort where they were trying. I just don't like the execution of it. Okay. So it's just eight shows, correct? Yeah. And mm-hmm. this is their first, I would say, lighthearted comedy show. Ms. Marvel was, well, maybe not. Ms. Marvel was kind of light too. It was, com- it was comedy. Ms. Marvel was had comic aspect to it. So yeah. I guess they were both in that way. They both had that uh, similarity. But Ms. Marvel does far better execution than this. Because you have two two girls or two women who are thrust into the world of being a superhero. One kind of wanted it. One was not expecting it. But regardless, they were both thrust into it. You see how they handle it. I think breaking the fourth wall as much as she did, just a little over the top. I don't know. I just, again, that's how, that's how I see it. I mean, for those who are listening, watching, please let us know what you think. We know that we probably missed some aspects. This was a Marvel team up series yeah. without calling it a Marvel team up. There are some good moments here. There are some chuckles here and there, some great performances. I mean, I do love Tim Roth's, how he brought it. He brought it in a Madison, the girl who played Madison. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, she, I, I didn't like her, but I was like, okay, I kind of like her. And yeah, oh, and then you have again, remember where my one of my pet peeves is when actors are being recycled. Who was recycled? And the lawyer, the Spanish guy. Is it a pub? Uh, yeah, pug. Pug. Pug, 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 yeah. Yeah, played by Josh um, Segata. He was in Arrow. He was the bad guy in Arrow. 
which one. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying he was one of the like he he tried to copy Arrow. He like he had the same outfit. He was, he was oh. trying to he was bringing a bad name to Arrow and oh. all that stuff. He played um, Prometheus. Yes, yes, Adrian exactly. Chase. Yes. So you remember? Yeah, exactly. And I do love that you know Mark Lynn Baker from Perfect Strangers was here. Love to see him back on the screen. He was the father. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was. I kept waiting for the other guy to show up. It would have been cool. Like it was his neighbor. Just make a cameo of being the neighbor. Or just shows up and like, hello, cousin. <laughs> exactly. I, I uh, and about our ratings, I left off a wolf by night, but it wasn't considered a, I don't think that's considered a series. That's just a special presentation. That is MCU. Yeah. It is a show. It is a one shot. And it's new. I will, uh, yeah, that's nine. So, so let's do it. I'll go first this time. I'll go first. <laughs> Now, being in a one-shot, because the thing is, regardless if it's one episode or nine, there are, a lot of these are just one-offs, meaning they're not going to do another season. Fair. So, Loki, okay. what if Werewolf by Night, Hawkeye, then you have Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel, Falcon, She-Hulk, WandaVision. Okay. And yeah, you brought up a good point, so I am, I'm going to adjust my, my ratings live now. So, hmm. Loki, your point was rewatchability, and I I can't argue with that because I will watch What If over mm-hmm. most of those other shows. So mm-hmm. Loki's going to be number one, What If. I am going to say um, if it's Christmas time, I will watch Hawkeye. Okay. That's going to be all, that's gonna be a, that's a Christmas show for me. Yes. So I plan to yes. watch it again this year. I am going to say Werewolf by Night will become a Halloween. So I will watch that again yes. too. I will watch Moon Knight over uh, Ms. Marvel again. Okay. I did like Ms. Marvel a lot, but I will watch it mm-hmm. over again. That leaves me with Falcon, She-Hulk, and uh, WandaVision. Yeah, those first three episodes of WandaVision are just so hard. Just ugh. see, and, and that's overact- and, and that's where I think it's hard. like really different. Like because say they were both six episodes, mm-hmm. then it'd be a lot harder because like mm-hmm. the first three it'll episodes will be tighter and yeah. It would be tighter, but like the first three mm-hmm. episodes, you could easily drop that out from WandaVision and still have a, mm-hmm. a very concise show. Where mm-hmm. uh, She-Hulk, I think if they condensed some of those filler episodes that are in the middle, and then mm-hmm. they they split up some of the parts, then yeah, it could have been a more cohesive story in that regard. Like I know you weren't a fan of the whole wedding aspect. Yeah, because it just seemed to drag and drag. And, you know, they have the Titania just being like, I want the attention. I want the attention. So I'm going to hurt you. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, the, That's how it was. That's how it came across. It was just like. Well, let's put it this way. Like, you lose the wedding episode. And then that could have easily been brought in early on in, like, episode two or three where she was doing the online dating. Whole concept about like someone trying to sneak under her blood and, and that, and then she met that guy, right? She meets and the on the app, and yeah, yeah, exactly. So th- it could have easily been consolidated down a few episodes just by bringing in some of those other things. We're talking like this, like we're writers, not. <laughs> but sometimes what we talk about makes sense. Yeah, no, and, and I'm I'm agreeing with we've you come- in in this aspect. Like, there's things that could have been mm-hmm. cleaned up, and I dare say, still have the humor and the things that I enjoyed about it overall. To me, like I said, I just felt like this series was all over the place. And would you have liked it better if they introduced nicer. the leader? 
oh, I thought he was going to make an appearance. I <laughs> thought he was going to make an appearance. I thought she would have had to represent him or something like that, in that one been way great. or another. And it would have been awesome because you have Abomination that originated from that movie with Ed Norton and to bring him that was also, you know, he because he became the leader due to Abomination and the Hulk, you know, like more yeah. Abomination that he crashed the, the lab. But it would have been nice to see. And like he could have been at the trial. He could have been one of the persons like, no, he should not be um, out for parole. Yeah, just be like, there with a one big, big, big head just sitting in, in like, oh, well, like, who well, are you, sir? Or could have been like, he. besides that, he could have came and says, even though out of his rage and frustration, destroying the lab made me have a big head, as grotesque as that is, he has reached out to express his regret and apologized like how he reached out to bruce to apologize what he caused in harlem with him like that it could have been that way too it could have been nice easter egg a little funny on our you know yeah he just us. shows up like you know, testifying on behalf of it as a character witness it's his fault i had this big head but my intellect knows no bounds and through his forgiveness or his reaching out to me asking for forgiveness and me with my Superior intellect, his, you know, whatever. It's like the leader, <laughs> you know, the leader, right? So that would have been cool too, in that aspect. Is that you know, again, vouching for him. This is where they really brought in. I don't think they um, Easter egged or honored Ang Lee Hawk, but I know they did the Bill Bixby one, the Incredible Hawk with Ed Norton's storyline. Mm-hmm. Also, unfortunately, since he did pass away, he couldn't have Thunderbolt Ross show up. Which people say a, they, they may still a, have the Thunderbolts, um, but they may do it. Right. And they're, they're, they're talking about Harrison Ford taking over the project or taking over the role. Awesome. But he's up there too at his age. He's like in his 80s, I believe. So I don't know how long that's going to be. I mean, they, I think they need to go a little bit younger. Uh, side note, and we're on a tangent stage right now. Yeah. Um, if you could replace who would be the new Thunderbolt loss? Besides Harrison Ford? Yeah. My mind went to Kurt Russell for some reason. You can't. I know. You can't because he's already he's already in the MCU as in the Guardian. Peter Quill would be like that. But like that man grows a beard. And like, <laughs> like have you seen right. his beard? Like just shave it down to a mustache. That's a man. Let me see of that age bracket. Famous celebrities with mustaches. <laughs> You don't have to have the mustache, even though the mustache is pretty iconic for Thunderbolt Ross. It is extremely like I think the only time I remember in the comics Thunderbolt Ross not having a mustache when he's Red Hawk. Well, uh, even that he had the a mustache just like receded back or something like that. No, but that's um, so stupid. Oh, sorry, that's I, I find that so stupid <laughs> in that way. Especially with, like the hair too with the She Hawk, like her hair changed. I was like, oh, it, it happened to Bruce really? Banner all the time. Like there was times where he but changed. Still, I know, I know. It is it is weird. The only, in the you know, comics, but, Thunderbolt Ross didn't you know, have his mustache when he like shot Rick, J- uh, Rick James, Rick Jones uh, at uh, Bruce uh, no, Bruce Banner's wedding. No, but you know it would have been awesome. But he, I think he passed away. Could be wrong. Like the Marine who turned actor from Full Metal Jacket. From he's been in a lot oh, of movies. Oh yeah, that guy has the same. years ago. He passed away years ago. Right. That he would have been awesome as oh, Thunderbolt Ross. What about is Sam Elliott still around? Yes. I think he, he is he in the MCU. He's not in the MCU yet, right? No, but he did play Thunderbolt Ross already in the Ang Lee version. Perfect. That it ties been. in. 
That would be it. Oh my god, that would be it. Because he did play him. Yeah, he has that mustache. And, and you know he, what? It, that I think that will be perfect. You know, that that would work. Uh, I'm looking up oh like my god, famous famous celebrities yes, with mustaches. Know. Like uh, oddly enough, Will Ferrell kind of looks the part a little bit too. Like there's a pic now. Will Ferrell with a mustache. Like I know doing a serious he, role. But Sam Elliott, he played military before in many things, and. And yes, he played that role. And he's up there in the age group. He MC, can pull that Kevin, off. Kevin Feige, not Kevin K I V I N, but Kevin Feige. Listen to us. Bring back Sam Elliott as Thunderbolt Ross. Bring him right. back for our listeners, for our watchers, even though you may be small, but start a petition. Hashtag bring back Sam. Does he want to come back? That's another question. I don't, th- I don't think so. I don't think so. And then, uh, the only other person well, I was, if I'm thinking like famous mustaches now, uh, let's see here. What's more famous of a mustache? Uh, he's up there in age. I don't know if he'll be willing to do it. But Tom Selleck. That's also another good one. Magnum B.I. himself. Can you imagine Tom Selleck as a Thunderbolt Ross? Yeah, I definitely can. And CGI him as Red Hulk? Because the Red Hulk does get the mustache at one point. So, I mean, just imagine that like, that stash just gets like seven foot tall. I'm just, I'm just, who else? I mean, I don't. I, don't I know. See, I just made two good pulls. I should be hired on as a hiring agent. <laughs> casting aging. Casting aging. I don't know the jargon. No, uh, I think those two would be oh, fantastic. Man. I mean, yeah, I, don't, anyway. I, don't, I, don't, I can see where Harrison Ford could fit in as Thunderbolt Ross. But Sam Elliott would be a good uh, cut. Sam Elliott or Tom Selleck. Tom you call it a bro. Be great. Those two. But the thing is, like, Tom Selleck's voice doesn't have the gravitas as Sam Elliott. But still good. I mean, I, they're I, both about the same age. I'm just saying, it's the, the gravitas. Like, Tom Selleck's voice is doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't hold, in my opinion, doesn't hold like Sam Elliott's does. True. And he has that little Western, little Western, Western twang. Yeah, I think that's it for us. I think we got it. I think we covered as best as such as we could. Anything else before we go from another tangent? I don't want to. No, no, no. We're good. We, we've tangented enough. Okay, guys. That will be it for us on our marvelous review of She-Hulk, Turning at Law. Until next time, we'll be the next time. I'm Angel. Madon. Love you, bro. Love you, bro.